Hello, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Sports Desk Podcast. Welcome back. I really appreciate you tuning in. I'm your host, Parker Ballantyne, and we have plenty to talk about and plenty to go over, even though it is a bye week and our football team won't play this weekend. Um, so I really appreciate you guys tuning in on, on a bye week, um, uh, because like I said, we have a lot of things going on, and uh, with football taking up most of our attention on the show, taking up most of our time and attention on the show, uh, we have not really had a chance to talk about some of the other things going on in and around campus and with basketball right around the corner it's a great opportunity to take a look forward and start looking at some of those games because we are just weeks away from tip off basketball tips off on october 27th at home against montana western so you've heard me talk about it all the time for football And now it's time for me to bother you about basketball tickets. If you don't have your tickets, get your tickets. October 27th is when we kick that off. So a great opportunity uh, to talk about that with this upcoming bye week or the the bye week that we're currently in. Uh, The bye week is also a great time, coming at a great time and a great thing for our football team. I think we talked about it a little bit after the, the loss to BYU. We talked about it on Monday. And talked about how this team is just so beat up. Um, they, there's no way they're not sore. They, they definitely need the extra break. And like we talked about, it's it's a bye week, so it's a little extra long. And you also have that extra day because the bye week started with a Friday game. So you had a you had a full extra day, which it might not sound like a lot, but that is really significant on the bodies of those players who just need. You know, every second counts when they're nursing uh, nursing injuries and, and things like that. So it, it's coming at a great time. Coming off of three of our toughest games and four of our five toughest games probably of the year in Washington State to open. Uh, and then, of course, North Dakota, um, which wasn't as competitive. And then you had Air Force, which... Might be one of the better teams in the division. They are one of the better teams in the division and might be one of the better teams in the conference. We will learn in short order because they are up against the 5-0 and Cowpokes this week. So that'll be a good game. We learn a lot about Air Force. Um, but then to turn around and play the Boise State Broncos, who are always an elite program, uh, perennial champions in our division and, and in the conference. And then to play the BYU Cougars, who were 13 at the time and 10 in the country now overall. So really a tough stretch of games that we were forced to play there. And like I said, this bye week couldn't come at a better time to really get these guys the rest they need. And then coming out on the other side of the bye week, we have an 0-5 UNLV team, which should be a great way to get back into game mode, uh, especially conference game mode, where when we come off of that game, we will have a three-game stretch of conference games, which is actually, um, that's kind of, you know, we only, we don't play a longer stretch of conference games all year. They're kind of broken up because, because of the way we started conference play before we played against BYU. We played... Uh, two two conference games, then BYU, then we'll play three, then New Mexico State, then we'll play three to wrap up the season. Um, and then hopefully another conference game to claim the Mountain West Championship. But UNLV really kicking off our our conference schedule 
Um, and then the, the break later will be against New Mexico State. So uh, a great a great way to get back into playing conference games against UNLV. The next two games uh, will be Colorado State. I've said that's a trap game in the past, and I stand by that. Then we'll play the Hawaii Rainbow Warriors, who just beat Fresno State. So you really, know, you really don't know what you're going to get with those two games, but hopefully you go into UNLV and can secure a win to get back into conference game mode. Uh, at any rate, this this extra week and that extra day will be monumentally important for this uh, football team, uh, particularly the quarterback group that's really beat up uh, in Logan Bonner, and you know some of the some of the other guys that are really, uh, uh, I think, nursing some injuries and things like that that we're maybe not hearing about. Uh, but hopefully they can get uh, back and, and ready to go. Um, we will we'll go over the conference schedule kind of right at the end of the show like we usually do. There are some really interesting games happening in the conference. I already mentioned one, maybe even the most interesting in Air Force versus Wyoming. Uh, so that'll be a good one. We'll go over some of the other ones. But let's talk about our soccer team. They are continuing to play really, really good soccer. They are playing great ball. And then I want to jump into basketball. Like I said, that is right around the corner. And we uh, we need to start talking about that team because I think that's going to be a special team. And I can't wait to start talking about them. I can't wait to see them on the, on the court. So uh, let's talk about soccer. They are having such a good year. After getting off to one of the – after getting off to the best start in school history – the soccer team is currently 9-3-1 overall and 2-2 two and two in the conference. They are on a two-game losing streak, however. One of those games, New Mexico, the first of the two, went into double overtime. And then we went and lost to San Diego State after that. Both of those were away games. We are back in Logan at the Bell playing on Friday against Fresno State. So hopefully we can get a win there and regain a winning record in the conference. This team, I think, deserves, you know, they. this is a winning record team. 9-3-1 um, and three and one is a fantastic record. They have uh, some impressive wins against Utah Valley, who is a tournament team, um, a win against BYU, who is ranked 18th in the nation at the time. Uh, so some really impressive wins for this team. So hopefully they can bounce back from those two losses. Uh, their next two games are at home, Fresno State and San Jose State, before they are back on the road against Air Force and Colorado College, back at home for Colorado State and Wyoming back-to-back, -back, and then they will be in Boise after that. So their two conference wins so far are against the Nevada Wolfpack and the UNLV Rebels. They beat Nevada 2-1. They beat UNLV 2-0. So they started off the conference schedule very promising with two back-to-back -back wins. Nevada was at home. UNLV was in Vegas. And then dropping two in a row. Uh, New Mexico losing 1-2 in double overtime, as we mentioned. And actually getting shut out in San Diego. Only their second time being shut out all year long. The first was at the very beginning against Idaho State in Pocatello that tie that no one scored in. So their first time being shut out and losing a game um, right there against the San Diego State Aztecs. So like I said, hopefully we can bounce back. If you haven't been coming to these games, they are a blast. So make sure you get to the bell on Friday and then again on Sunday for that San Jose State game. Both of those should be a lot of fun. The, the That team is really good. And in particular, Ashley Cardozo has been 
really fantastic for this team. She's leading just about every stat you can think of. Ashley Cardozo currently has five goals and eight assists on the season. So the offense really running through Ashley Cardozo. She is a really, really good soccer player. So if you haven't been out to see her and the Aggies, make sure you get out to the Bell. Uh, two home games coming up. So let's shift gears a little bit and talk about this upcoming basketball season, uh, men's basketball. Brand new coach, uh, Ryan Odom. We'll talk about the women's basketball team as well because pretty much a brand new coach in Kayla Ard, uh, a coach that I have a lot of faith in personally. She's in her second year, but her first year kind of doesn't really count. I mean, uh, you, I don't want to use the COVID year as a cop-out, but she kind of came into a program that was already set up. She didn't really have a chance to recruit her own people, uh, get her own girls in there. Um, she kind of came into a program and because of COVID wasn't able to recruit. And then of course, COVID just ravaged the entire season for, you know, everybody. And as I've said before, if, if a team found a way to have success in COVID, I think that shouldn't be taken away. I think that's just as, if not more impressive, but if a team had a down year, I think there's a lot of things that you can kind of blame on COVID. And, and I think Kayla Ard so far, um, kind of falls into that category. I think she's a much better coach than her first year would indicate just because of all the, all the, um, all the circumstances surrounding the pandemic that was happening at the time. So we will, we'll talk about the women's basketball team as well. They, they should be very, very improved and very, very good coming up this season. But I want to talk about the men's basketball team as well, because they have a brand new coach and they're going to, it's going to be a brand new look for this team. Uh, as we said goodbye to Raleigh Wooster and Marco Anthony, two guys that got some significant playing time as they transferred to the U following Coach Smith. And of course, Nemius Keita, who is the most significant piece that we will be playing without. He's been here for three years, has really become a cornerstone of both the offense and the defense, was drafted by the Sacramento Kings and will now be playing in the NBA. So with those three pieces missing, you know, two guards and a, and a big man, as well as a brand new coaching staff, it's really going to be a completely different basketball team. It's going to be a completely different vibe. It's going to be, I think it's going to look really different. Uh, Coach Odom comes in with a very analytical approach to basketball. It's an approach that I personally love. I'm really into his approach to basketball. I think it's a recipe for winning basketball. We'll find out, but I, I am really excited for Coach Odom and his staff and his team. So the basketball schedule was just released, and we hadn't had a chance to talk about it on the show just because we had so much else going on with the football and football kind of exceeding everyone's expectations. That's really been our focus on the show. But I want to take this bye week as an opportunity to dig into that schedule because I'm not sure we're going to have a great opportunity before they tip off because it'll kind of be right in the middle of football season and, and all that. So I want to go through the entire schedule right now. We can kind of look at that and then kind of talk about what the what the roster is looking like and and see what see what we're going to expect from this team especially in a really really tough Mountain West conference. It's always a tough conference. It's been a multi-bid league for almost its entire existence and it's just getting tougher. So we'll we'll look at that and we're we're going to find out I think pretty soon how tough this conference really is in basketball because there's really only a few teams that have like a very little to no shot of winning the regular season title or you know even the tournament in Vegas is kind of more anyone's game but that regular season title there's really only a few teams that I think could not win it. But 
Let's look at the schedule that was released. Like I said, we tip off on October 27th, so we're really, really coming up quickly on that date. Uh, that will be at home against Montana Western. We'll play again at home against UC Davis, so we're going to have uh, the Aggies hosting the Aggies, and that, that'll be a fun game. And then we go out to Annapolis to play Richmond. So the Richmond Spiders there, no stranger to March Madness, no stranger to having really good basketball teams. So that'll be a fun one after, you know, two home games against programs that should be on a lower tier than than Utah State. Really you you hope and expect to go 2-0 to start off the season against Montana Western and UC Davis. But then Richmond will be uh I think one of the first real test games, one of the the first real games where we get a a real look at what this team can do. Richmond competes in the Atlantic 10, which, like I said, like they, they've had good basketball teams. Like That's a good basketball conference. They have Davidson and VCU and Dayton and Richmond. They have St. Bonaventure. They have UMass. So they, that's a great basketball conference. They've produced really good teams in the past. So that, that should be the first real test of the season for Utah State, and that should be a fun one. After that, we go and we play in the... The Myrtle Beach Invitational, and that I think it's going to be a blast. Remember, ESPN called us the team to beat in that conference, and it, it's going to be. It, it's kind of a. It's a. It's a fun lineup of teams. It's not like the top tier teams in the nation, but some really interesting names in there. We start off that Invitational playing U Penn in the first round. So if we beat the Quakers, we'll move on to play either the winner of Davidson in New Mexico, and if we can win that game, we'll move on to the championship round. Um, that will consist of the winner of OU playing ECU. They will play the winner of Indiana State and Old Dominion to play in the championship game. So, like I said, a lot of fun matchups. A lot of teams that have had really good basketball teams in the past. You have Davidson. Um, even New Mexico State is kind of a fun regional rivalry here with Utah State. And then Oklahoma is always just an elite program on all fronts. And you have... Old Dominions had good basketball teams and all sorts of fun things happening in that tournament. So that'll be a fun one to watch. And then after the Myrtle Beach Invitational, we will come home and play UT Arlington. Then we'll play Carroll College also at home. And then we have a really fun one after that. We have St. Mary's coming into Logan. It's a game that they've owed us for a while. I can't really remember uh, when when they uh, how long they've owed us that game, um, but they're fulfilling their contractual obligation to come to Logan, and that one is going to be a blast. Um, so December 2nd against the St. Mary's Gales in the Spectrum, that one is going to be really, really fun. St. Mary's is one of those teams that's always in the very, very top of the West Coast Conference, right behind Gonzaga, always kind of battling against BYU for that number two spot. Um, hoping not to fall to that number three spot. It's an interesting league, the West Coast Conference, because it's always a one-bid league, as every league is. But depending on who wins, it can be a two- or even a three-bid league. When Gonzaga wins, there's usually only one spot for St. Mary's and BYU. Sometimes they both get in, but St. Mary's, when they're in that third spot, uh, there's no guarantee. So they always want to be right up there, right behind Gonzaga or even beat Gonzaga and, uh, you know, get that automatic bid. So it's a fun league, a fun fun matchup for Utah State. Mark your calendars, buy your tickets to that one. That one is going to be an absolute blast. After that, we don't get a break from the West Coast Conference. We play 
St. Mary's counterpart in chasing Gonzaga in the conference. We head down to Provo and play BYU. That one is going to be a fun one. If you can get tickets to that one, get tickets and be loud. December 8th in Provo against BYU. And don't worry, as we get a little bit closer, we'll talk about all these games and all these matchups a lot more in depth. We'll take a look at uh, BYU's roster, what they're what they're doing this year and stuff like that. We play BYU late enough in the year that it'll be uh, it'll be fun because we'll we'll have a really big sample size on either side. So that'll be fun. Uh, we'll be able to ta- uh, break that one down. After that, we bring it back home. We play New Orleans, and then we go down to Ogden and play Weber State. Weber State is a team and kind of a rivalry, I guess, a matchup for sure that I personally love. I think it's really, really fun when we play the Wildcats. Uh, we kind of have that top of Utah thing going. The Ogden-Logan jokes are just so not funny to like both fan bases, and I think we really kind of bond over that. It's one of those rivalries where there's no bad blood like at all, um, but it's it's just really fun. It's not, it's not the most competitive rivalry. It's a little bit one sided, just in that Utah State's in a in a higher league than Weber State, but Weber State is an absolute unit in their own conference. Football and basketball, they're always top of the big sky. So Weber State's not, they're not a nobody. They're a great team. In fact, their basketball team has produced probably, not probably, they're they're basketball team has produced the best player out of the state of Utah ever. Damian Lillard went to Weber State, so the Weber State Wildcats are not a team to overlook. That's always a fun game. I love when we can play Weber State, um, so that one will be really fun. And then we go out and play Iowa, and then we play Portland State at home, and then we get going into conference schedule. So conference schedule is going to look a lot more normal this year. They're not doing the the two-game series where you travel and play back-to-back. They're not doing that anymore. That was more of a COVID thing. It was kind of fun. I kind of liked it, but they are going back to a more standard schedule. So we'll go through these games. And like I said, the conference should be really, really tough this year. I don't think there's a single team in the conference that you can really guarantee to sweep maybe some of the lower tier ones but you know even even some of the lower tier teams made major coaching changes and things like that and we just don't know what to expect and we're going to talk about that we're going to talk about some of those changes but we kick off Mountain West play on the road we play against the Air Force Falcons then we bring it home and play San Jose State we got Boise State at home New Mexico on the road Colorado State on the road Wyoming at home, Fresno on the road, and then a big one, San Diego State at home. That has been such a fun rivalry in the past few years. I love playing the Aztecs. Their fan base is great. They're so into it. They're an intelligent fan base. Like They know what's going on on the court. They know what's going on around the conference. They're a really fun team. And then we get to chase that game away with a Nevada Wolfpack game, which is an even better rivalry probably historically. Uh, We have a a really rich basketball rivalry with Nevada going back all the way to the J.C. Carroll years, if not before that. So those two games are going to be really fun. San Diego State's at home. Nevada's on the road, but make sure you're watching that one. If you can get to Reno, get to Reno. But if not, that's going to be a fun one. Then we got Air Force at home, UNLV at home, Wyoming in Laramie. Then we play Nevada at home, and that one will be a blast February 11th. Mark your calendars now. Be in the spectrum. Be loud. Nevada in the spectrum is just a special, special thing. Um, 
And if you've been around for a few years, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Then we head out to San Diego State and play the Aztecs. And actually, it's really interesting that we play the Wolfpack and the Aztecs back-to-back both times we played them. That's pretty tough. That's a tough ask to have to play two of the top teams in the conference back-to-back twice. Um, so that one will be that one will be a tough one in San Diego, too. Um, like I said, their fan base is really, really good. So playing in San Diego is never easy. After that, we go to Boise and play there. So, again, just like adding to that tough stretch of games. And really, the whole conference schedule is a tough stretch of games. Um, and then after Boise, we bring it back to New Mexico and Colorado State back-to-back games at home. And then we will wrap up the season in San Jose on March 4th before heading down to Vegas for the Mountain West Tournament. So looks like Colorado State on February 26th will be senior night. That is going to be a Saturday. Make sure you're at that game. Make sure you're at every game. The Utah State basketball games are so fun. The Spectrum is just such a cool atmosphere. It's one of the coolest atmospheres in college basketball. Um, So make sure you're coming to as many games as you can. Um, But especially some of those big ones, you don't want to miss Nevada. You don't want to miss San Diego. You don't want to miss Senior Night. Um, Boise and Wyoming, you probably don't want to miss those games either. Those games are going to be really fun. Um, Fresno gave us some problems last year. You don't want to miss them. So any games you can get to, particularly those uh, conference games you can get to, that St. Mary's game, if you can get out here, get there. Um, If you can get down to Ogden and to Provo, get there. So a lot of good basketball coming up. Um, and so looking at that schedule and looking at what the conference is going to be, Utah state has a tough, tough road to a regular season mountain West championship and a tough road to another mountain West tournament championship. We've played in the championship game the last three years and we've won it two of those years. I fully expect that trend to continue but I wouldn't be surprised if we don't quite make it this year the Mountain West is so loaded in basketball and there aren't a lot of teams getting worse I know there's a lot of people a lot of media members locally regionally you know around the Mountain West and and especially nationally that think Utah State is one of those teams getting worse I'm not convinced Uh, we did lose our head coach That was a blow at the time, but I think we made a stellar hire, an absolute home run hire, which John Hartwell is prone to do from time to time. Um, In Ryan Odom, I think he's an absolute great fit for Utah. I think he's a great fit for the program at Utah State. I think he's a great fit in the West. Like I think he's just perfect all around. He's analytically minded, but he doesn't sell out to the numbers. Um... And it's not, he, he hasn't just said that, he's shown it. Um, I wrote a piece about him and kind of his analytical approach to basketball when he got hired. I'll probably throw that in the show notes so you guys can take a closer look if you guys haven't seen it. Um, so you guys can get geared up for basketball. But I'm not convinced that Utah State's taken a step back. The biggest question mark for me isn't coaching, it's Nemius Keda, and that seems like a weak take everyone probably anytime you lose an NBA player off your roster that is usually the biggest question mark and this year is no different Keda and his influence was just monumental it was just huge Nimi was a generational talent once in a lifetime player 
unbelievable athlete. A great dude, by the way. A really, really nice guy. But what he could do on a basketball court does not often (laughs) happen. Uh, He was so, so good. Now, I don't think we took him for granted. Not at all. But I also don't know that we really fully appreciated that he is one of the best players that we have maybe ever seen in Aggie Blue and Fighting White. He is really, really good. And he played along Sam Merrill, which I think made him look even better, but also kind of overshadowed him a little bit. It's kind of a weird paradox there where those two really made each other better and they won two Mountain West championships together, but they also kind of stole the spotlight from each other, had to share the spotlight. Those two are both really just unbelievable. But Nemius Keita, how are we going to adjust? How you know Who's going to step up and be... The next Nemi Escada. No one's gonna. No one's the next Nemi Escada because he's just that irreplaceable. He's that once in a lifetime talent. But how do we? How do we take his defensive impact and spread it out around the team? How do we take his scoring and spread that around the team? That I think is the biggest question, and we're gonna get a better look at that here in the next couple of weeks as Utah State starts practicing. We'll be able to talk to some of the players, talk to the coaches, and things like that, and really gear up for basketball. But when you look around the conference. Um, Boise State doesn't get worse. They were a bubble team that went and played in the NIT and won a game. Colorado State is another team that was really, really good. They were invited to the NIT and uh, didn't win a game, but they were invited. Um, The Nevada Wolfpack, people have kind of been riding off ever since Coach Musselman left. They were really good last year and poised to get better. Um... So you have three teams right there that I think are really good and probably getting better in Boise State, Colorado State, and Nevada. And then you look at and then you look at some of the other teams that were maybe not super, super stellar in Wyoming, but they were so young. They had that young shooting core that can really cause problems if they continue to to shoot well and to and to develop. Fresno State caused a lot of problems and they will probably be better. The The Mountain West basketball is going to be really, really tough this year. And that's without even bringing up the San Diego State Aztecs, who are always an elite team and a top-tier program. Um, UNLV was kind of a middling team last year, and if they get better, maybe they're not a team that can win the regular season title, but they're going to cost somebody the regular season title. Um, Fresno State's kind of that same way. Like, even if they don't improve all that much, they're going to cost somebody a game uh, that they shouldn't lose. Um, The bottom teams are, you know, kind of San Jose State, Air Force, New Mexico. We don't know what to expect with those teams, especially with New Mexico, as they just hired a new coach, Richard Patino. So they could turn it around. We've seen it before. You know, Craig Smith came in and kind of turned a bottom half of the Mountain West team into a... Mountain West Championship team, and yeah, he did it with two NBA players on the team, but you never know what New Mexico is going to be able to do. They're they're the only team in the conference who have ever won it three years in a row. They are they it's a, they have a great program down there. They have a really tough venue to play in. The pit is really tough to play in when it's rocking. So if they start winning games, it's going to get really hard to win games down there. Um, UNLV has a very very storied basketball program. And they're, they're a program that doesn't have very many down years. And they were just under 500 this year. 
I, I don't know that they're going to have two bad years in a row. They got a new coach as well. So Kevin Kruger is brand new down there in Vegas. So we don't know what to expect from him. So the bottom line is there there are more teams in the Mountain West that will be better than they were last year, but we have to beat up on each other all year. So we don't know what the records are going to look like. But that Mountain West conference is going to be a gauntlet. And you almost wish you had a way to schedule basketball the way you can in football, where you take a break out of after starting conference play and you play somebody else because that that's going to be a gauntlet and you almost wish you could play some some division three schools right there in between new mexico and unlv and wyoming and nevada and san diego state throw in some d3 schools in there but you can't you got to play the conference schedule you got to play them all at once and they're really good teams so we will see how that goes. And honestly, I'm so stoked. I love Mountain West basketball. It's such a high level of basketball. Mountain West football is great. I Don't get me wrong. It's a really good football conference. It's, it's a solid group of five conference all around, in my opinion. I think as it stands right now, the Mountain West is probably the best group of five conference all around. And I, I really think so. So, all around a great conference, but man, Mountain West basketball is awesome. Like I said, there's just so many storied teams. It's such a it's such a even league generally. Uh, I wrote a piece on it last year about how all but three teams to have ever played in the conference history has won the championship. The only teams that haven't won the championship are TCU, no longer competing in the Mountain West, Air Force, and San Jose State. There's only two teams currently in the conference that haven't won the championship before. It's such a good league. There's great basketball. So I'm stoked for basketball. Um, So we will be breaking that down as much as we can, especially leading into the season. But by the time conference ball rolls around, football will be kind of wrapping up and we'll be able to focus on that. So I am looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to a ton of success in both football and basketball for Utah State. Um, so yeah, I, I'm excited. Um, let's take a look now at just the conference schedule in football. Uh, I think that does it for basketball. We, like I said, we're going to talk a lot about basketball moving forward. And I really just want to go through the schedule and kind of talk about how tough this conference is going to be because it's going to be really, really tough. Um, but let's look at what the conference is doing in football. Like I said, there's some really exciting games um, and some that, well, shouldn't be exciting, but might be, uh, but we will see. So the worst part about conference football is we just get so much less football than we are used to because all the teams are playing each other. So there's only five games in the entire conference this week because almost everybody in the conference is playing each other or taking a bye. And it's just that's just the worst part about conference football because I want every team to play every week and play somebody new, but... That's just not the reality. So if there's not enough football for you, I'm sorry. I'm right there with you. You have to go watch another conference or something like that. But um, that being said, we do have two teams playing non-conference games. And everyone else is just kind of on a bye. We're on a bye. UNLV, our our opponent next week, is on a bye as well. So hopefully we are preparing better than they are. The first game that we have is an interesting one for sure. It is our last week's opponent versus our two weeks ago opponent. The BYU Cougars and the Boise State Broncos. It's BYU's home homecoming game. That's a tough ask for the Broncos. 
this one this one honestly could go either way and to be completely honest with you it doesn't really matter either either way um we want boise state to pick up at least one more conference loss byu doesn't deliver that for us and we've played both of these teams it really it really doesn't matter i guess really it's probably slightly better for the conference if boise state can go in there and win um, just because it makes the conference look better. It makes one of our losses look a little bit better, um, even though it would make another one of our losses look worse. But we probably want Boise to win on the logical side. But on the emotional side, I think I speak for most Aggie fans when we when I say that we want to see Boise State win by eight scores. Um, but we'll see. Like I said, it'll be a really exciting one, but definitely not the most high-stakes game of the conference. The next game is San Jose State and Colorado State. This is one. These are two of the more interesting teams in the conference for me just because they both have lost games that they shouldn't have. They have both been close in games that they shouldn't have been close in, that they that they lost. And I am just having such a hard time reading either one of these teams like i've said before i'm really kind of worried about this colorado state team they have a couple really impressive losses and you know as impressive as a loss can be i suppose because losing is losing but to lose by 10 points to iowa is really pretty impressive to lose by three to vanderbilt vanderbilt's not all that good but they're in the sec you know, so you have that, but then they also lost to South Dakota State. They blew out Toledo. So Colorado State is such a weird team. San Jose State is the complete same thing. They kind of got blown out by USC, but they also blew out SUU. They only beat Hawaii by three. Hawaii then went on to beat Fresno State. So maybe Hawaii's a lot better than we think. But then San Jose State got really, really beat bad by... Western Michigan, 23-3. to So, you, we don't know. And they only won by six to New Mexico State, who is not a good program. So, San Jose has played a conference game. They've played and, and beat Hawaii. Colorado State is, has yet to play a conference game. This is their first conference game. So, really fun. This is going to be one to keep an eye on because they're both opponents of Utah State later on in the season. And they're both teams that... I personally don't know a lot about, and they're just both both so interesting. San Jose State is currently three and two. Colorado State is one and three. Obviously, that will change after they play. The next game is, in my opinion, probably the most exciting game of the conference. The most important game for Utah State: Wyoming versus Air Force. This game will be huge. Wyoming is four and zero, oh, still undefeated. Uh, Air Force is four and one. Their one loss to Utah State. So this is going to be a huge one, and this one this one's going to be really important for Utah State later on in the season. The repercussions of this will be huge. I think that that Air Force win will be more important than we realize because Air Force is going to be one of the better teams in the, in the division. If they beat Wyoming, our path to the Mountain West Championship game just gets even wider. If Wyoming wins, then maybe there's some legitimacy to this Wyoming team that barely beat UConn, one of the worst teams in the country right now. So we really don't know. I am really excited for this one. It's better for Utah State 
to have Air Force go out and win. We want Air Force to win out at this point because we have the tiebreaker against Air Force. And like I said, I really think that tiebreaker against Air Force is going to be a huge asset later on in the season because Air Force is looking pretty good. Um, after that, we have a game that, like I said, shouldn't be exciting, but it might. We have New Mexico playing San Diego State. San Diego State is 4-0 and in the top 25, New Mexico State. I'm sorry, New Mexico. San Diego State is playing New Mexico. New Mexico Lobos. I, I had that wrong. San Diego State is 4-0. New Mexico is 2-3. The Aztecs should win that game. Uh, that's what we want for the conference uh, for sure. Uh, we definitely want division rivals to lose more games um, when possible. New Mexico is a team we play. San Diego State is not. New Mexico State does play. They do play an, a Mountain West team. They play the Nevada Wolf Pack. Nevada is 3-1. New Mexico State is 1-5. The Wolfpack, Carson Strong should take care of this one. They just beat Boise last week. They are projected by probably every metric anywhere to win this game pretty um, pretty easily. Nevada, if you remember, has been receiving votes throughout the season. They're not currently in the top 25. This game is not going to get them there. Their one loss is to Kansas State, who was a team that is also receiving votes and did spend time in the top 25, so... Nevada, one of those teams that's kind of fighting to get back into the top 25. Fresno as well. They don't play this week, but they are just outside looking in. So a couple teams in the Mountain West trying to get back in. But that will wrap up the slate of games for the Mountain West with Nevada and New Mexico State University. Um, New Mexico State isn't a conference game. We do play them, however, later in the year. And they their schedule is just loaded with Mountain West teams. So they're going to be a surprisingly relevant team just as we kind of watch and, and compare the New Mexico State Aggies to other teams. But hopefully Nevada can take care of that game. It would be great for the conference to not lose any more out-of-conference games. There probably aren't many. We have uh, we have the one more, and um, it would be great if we didn't lose any more out-of-conference games just to kind of bolster their conference, and then it would be great for Utah State, obviously, to win out. Boise State still needs a loss, and Air Force hopefully can win out and beat Wyoming. And... Um, that would really help Utah State's chances to be at the top of the Mountain Division. Make sure you tune in on Monday. We won't have a football game to go over, but we'll have a ton of conference games. Like I said, we'll go over the scores of all those conference games, and we'll keep getting you ready for what's coming. Um, so thanks again for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Make sure you buy tickets to football and buy tickets to basketball. Go Aggies.